Burning bridges is my specialty. Dating dads is my fatality. I'm a Broadway bear and I'm here to take center stage. Hello, I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And welcome, welcome to the Real House Bears podcast. Podcast. That doesn't sound like Hunter Harden. That didn't sound like anybody <laughs> that I could hear of. <laughs> we are so honored and so excited to be with Abe the Babe himself, Abe Licky, <laughs> Real House Husband of New York. Welcome, Abe. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, the honor is mine. This is a thing I was mentioning, my first Bravo-related podcast, so oh, wow. I'm excited to be here. We couldn't be more honored to have you here, and yeah. especially after last night's episode, we're so excited <laughs> to talk to you about last night's episode. So uh, the first question is going to have to be, um, let's just cut to the chase. Uh, did you uh, agree to be on our podcast because you're looking for a third for you and Aaron? A gay man. A gay man. <laughs> uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> so um, actually, a few months ago, we had the great pleasure of hanging out with Seth Marks of Salt Lake City House Husbands. And I love Seth. Oh, he is so great. We really love him, too. Um, but he knew right off the bat like he told us if he ever were to have a man in the bedroom it's brett Favre. like he yeah yeah that <laughs> already he he's been planning this mm -hmm. maybe even searching for it i don't know so um if they were if any man in the world were to let's say come out as bisexual mm -hmm. and join you and aaron in the bedroom who would you hope that would be uh i i guess i'd be more into like a masculine type of man no um i don't i, I don't try to think of a specific person but <laughs> somebody who's like a little scruff maybe oh okay okay all right well, i like that uh, normally people would be like i want a more feminine looking guy no but i like it i support it hey if i'm gonna uh go there i might as well go there you know? <laughs> so <laughs> well you know um aaron has been compared to uh jennifer aniston a lot how about jennifer aniston for that third spot Oh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely be happy with that. I would like to see the video of that, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> we all would. So I feel like I know that I related to you and Aaron a lot last night when you're like, I can't go a year and a half. I can't go a week, much less a year and a half without sex. So now, out of respect to Aaron, we won't ask you how often you have sex, but... How often do you think a couple should have sex per week? I think, well, you know, it's one of those things that I think uh, when you're married or in a longer term relationship, there's always going to be this ebb and flow. And so there might be some weeks where you're having sex a couple of times a week. And there, there might be dry spells of a couple of weeks, a few weeks where you don't have sex. So, you know, I think on average, one, two times a week, Okay, if you're married. I, I yeah, like people who say they need to have sex like three, four, five times a week cool like all, all power to you but you know realistically when you're married and you've got kids in the mix it's not that easy to to do that all the time well you since you have three kids is it hard to prioritize like alone time do you guys do any kind of like stations yeah. like jessel and pavit did um not quite like they did although <laughs> 
Um, it's it's really hard. I mean, we we have trouble just having conversations. I mean, we literally until they go to bed, we can't get a word in edgewise. So uh, between that and you know, she's going to social functions, I go to social stuff for work. So it is tough, but we we make it a priority to to go on dates once a week. So that that's kind of where we get to spend time. Do you um have a place that do you do like to like get away for like a romantic getaway? Your favorite place to get away together? We we were just in this really cool place, Blackberry Mountain. Um, oh, have you guys heard of it? Oh, it's in Tennessee, the Smoky Mountains. Beautiful. Okay. It's um, it's very like it's a bunch of lodges. They have the food's insane. Really good food, really good wine, and you, know, you get these golf carts and make the fire, and it's very. And then you're doing all this kind of holistic stuff too, like sound bathing and uh, all the hippy dippy shit, which was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. Listen, we uh, I I grew up in the Smoky Mountains. You can't beat the food from oh, there. and the view. The view's insane. Yeah, and especially this time of year in the fall, so many colors. Yeah, it's a yeah. really area there. So um, we won't badger you about sex anymore. Let's talk about <laughs> your uh, your work and your hobbies. So you started your own law firm, Licky Law, and you're now a partner with McLaughlin and Stern. Yes. So um, I also read that your specialty is like intellectual property, copyrights, things like that. Um, you've also done a lot of work with startups. So tell us a little bit of just about your journey of starting your own law firm to where you are now with McLaughlin and Stern. Yeah, so I well, started my law career out at a large law firm, Kazowitz, Benson, Torres and Friedman, doing like, fuck you, commercial corporate litigation where it was basically two corporations just going at each other uh, for, for sport almost. Um, I did that for six years. And I remember I was at a music festival with Aaron in New Orleans and I was tripping on acid. And I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I started crying. It was like so emotionally just like torn from it. And she was like, just quit, just do it. So I left and we started a handbag business, um, which was a journey in and of itself, which a lot and a lot of people don't know this story, but I did it full time three years with her, and like we blew through our life savings, effectively went bankrupt. Um, got to a place where we had no money. I mean, literally, our car got repossessed. Um, this was six or seven years ago. This like the tail end of it, and um, so then you know I had an aha moment. I'm like, let me just start my own law firm. I had been working with a lot of influencers and content creators through the fashion business. And so I started my firm and went into that kind of law, just kind of taught myself. And so I did my own firm for five and a half years, I would say. And then a buddy of mine was at McLaughlin and Stern and he wooed me over. So I'm chair of the IP department here now. So it's oh, been a journey. I can't imagine how much work that was yeah. to start your own firm. Holy cow. Now, since you do yeah. it in social media, what would you say is the biggest mistake that people make, celebrities maybe even make on social media legally? Um, I mean, I think contractually is like when, you, when you're doing these deals and you don't even have a contract um, or don't bother to look at the contract. A lot of times brands will ask for a lot as far as how they could use your name, your image, your likeness. And so I think it behooves people to not read these things or hire an attorney, obviously, but um, you'd be surprised what's in these contracts because 
you know, they just have their standard form. And if you're not reading it carefully, you've effectively just signed away like all your rights. And so you need to be really careful with that. Yeah, it's no longer like your property anymore. I don't guess, yeah. I don't guess you've worked with Sai since that's kind of what she does for a living. Uh, no, I haven't worked with Sai. I, 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 you know, it's funny. I, I specifically make it a point to not work with any of the other cast members. That's smart. That's smart. Erin's yeah. my client, ironically. Okay. I mean, not ironic, but um, she's the only cast member that I would represent. <laughs> you couldn't quite get out of that one, huh? Which makes for uh, an interesting client because she, she'll she bust my balls. <laughs> I, I, I don't deny so. that. that. <laughs> uh, you were uh, CEO of a New York-based fashion company. Tell me a little bit about that. Do you have a passion for fashion? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, now I hate fashion. I hate the fashion world. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. I just got so jaded by it. But we had a handbag company. So we were making leather handbags. Um, it, was, it was cool. I mean, we were making them in China and then went to Mexico and Colombia. And then we ultimately, uh, you know, this is before we essentially went bankrupt, but we built our own manufacturing facility in the city where we had two guys who were, you know, cutting the leather, selling all the stuff. Uh, you know, we had a moment. We had these really cool chokers that were on Taylor Swift and the Kardashians wore it. And we're like, oh, we made it. We made it. And then it, we didn't make it. It was a very expensive MBA. Uh, I got oh, a, a good God. degree in business, but uh, it was very costly. Um, are there any similarities to working in fashion and working in law? Yeah, that's actually an interesting question. I mean, yes, I think that the similarities are in dealing. So what I do with my law practice is I deal with business owners. I mean, I deal with celebrities, content creators. That, that's one half of it. And then I deal, which also ties into fashion. And then I deal with business owners. And so, uh, you know, having the experience of actually running a business and, and also failing in business and then building a new business, which is when I have my own law firm, I think gives me kind of a unique perspective and how to speak to business owners and to understand what they're actually going through and what their needs are instead of being like, well, here's the contract and here's what you legally need. It's like, okay, well, what do you need? Need, you know, how can I help you get to that point? Because yeah, this might be the right thing you legally need, but there are a few options and what makes the most sense for you. So I like to take a more holistic view on what my clients need. Making sure everyone's like on the same page and speaking the same language. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, I'm a musician. I uh, used to be uh, a choir teacher for 21 years. And so I was really... What are you, uh, baritone? Um, I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a lovely singer back before age and uh, a, a unhealthy lifestyle got in the way of that. I can relate to that. So um, I know that you had or have a band with your brothers. I know that you're a DJ. Um, so let's first talk about the Licky Nuts. <laughs> the Leechy, Leechy Nuts. Sorry, Leechy Nuts. Sorry about that. Tell us about no, not at all. Um, yeah, we play, my brothers and I all play. We play, uh, we just had a show actually at Stephen Talkhouse in the Hamptons in August, which was our first show in like six years. So it's something we do for fun. We have a little studio out in Long Island City and it's uh, an excuse for us to hang out, get stoned, play trippy jam music. So <laughs> So I we know that you like the Grateful Dead, who um, yep. play some of the Grateful Dead. Yeah, we cover the Dead. Um, I'm more of a fish guy. Uh, okay. they, you guys are in Utah yeah. or Colorado? Okay, huh. so I guess 
Colorado fish does this show every Labor Day at Dick's, which you guys might find funny, the name of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, love playing like, I don't like playing two, three minute songs. I like playing 15 minute songs that have maybe like five words and the rest is just music, conversational music. Now, um, Andy Cohen's a big Grateful Dead fan. Have you met Andy Cohen? Have you talked about the Grateful Dead with him? Yeah, I've met Andy, and the only thing we've talked about, and I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating, is the debt. So the scope of our conversations <laughs> in person have only been about the Grateful Dead. That doesn't surprise Which, me, but that's great. Yeah. Now, do you? Have- I love seeing it, by the way. Like, uh, I love seeing that because I'm new to the Bravo world. Like, I don't watch. I didn't really watch reality TV before the show. I mean, I'd seen episodes here and there with Aaron, but it's not really my jam. And so, you know, we agreed to do this. I was like, well, you know, Andy, he's into that kind of music. So that gave me a little comfort in a weird way. Yeah. You know, brothers in arms or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it also kind of makes it more relatable. Yeah. Totally. All the time. It could be a little bit uh, intimidating. It's funny, too, because I I just had a conversation. I find there to be a lot of ties between jam bands and reality TV. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, thinking, I, I was giving this some thought uh, as a random thought, but you know the whole concept of having you know the structured parts where there are themes, obviously, but then the stuff in between, like the jamming, is is the content that builds it. So you know the music, obviously, is the music, but even with reality TV, you know there might be themes as far as what's going on with the storylines but the stuff in between is all really organic and happens in in the moment and so it's cool because you can't can't make that stuff up and so it's it's kind of a magical thing it is very magical so um we were on the real housewives of salt lake city and it was so wild to go to filming and just see how real it is oh you guys were at one of the the filmings for Uh, so um on salt lake city heather gay um one of the housewives she's one of our she's our friend and so last season heather and i started a choir together and they filmed it for the show oh cool yeah so it's what it was really crazy like people don't believe people don't want to believe that reality tv is real and i'm like yeah it it really is it is yeah it's crazy one of the things that surprised me too because uh because i didn't know you know going into this um i was had no idea how it all actually works Right. And it's real. I mean, it's real. And uh, all the shit that you see, the the fights and uh, and all the stuff in between. I mean, these are real people with real feelings, real issues, real conflicts, real resolutions. And I think a lot of people may not realize that, but I mean, I've seen it now and it was surprising, but refreshing. I, uh, I was a lot like you. Uh, I did not like reality TV. I especially did not watch The Real Housewives until I met him. And then I just slowly started watching. Then I started watching Vanderpump Rules. And that like was my gateway drug into reality TV. And now <laughs> we're doing a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, That's funny. Do you play instruments? Do you sing? Uh, yeah, I play bass. Uh, my first love. And I had gone away from it. I played keyboard. Also, I played that for like 15 years. And I, I recently went back to bass. I just find something about the low end to be so therapeutic uh, and almost mantra-esque. Uh, as far as singing, I mean, I sing. I'm not a good singer. I'm, I'm passable. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not anything to write home about. 
Well, now I can see a, a, a crossover between New York and Salt Lake City. Yeah. The choir goes to New York and they play, play in <laughs> I it. I think it sounds like a great plan. <laughs> well, we could invite Seth uh, and Meredith. So yeah. I actually met them. I had met Meredith before, but I met Seth uh, maybe two weeks ago. I was out to dinner with him, Meredith, and Aaron. Um, and it, it was like the end of the dinner. We found out Seth and I had this moment. We both realized we had the same birthday. <laughs> Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, so four twenty-seven. Four twenty-seven. Four twenty-seven, bros. But it was it was very funny. So we we get Seth involved too. That is so funny. I, we do. We just really love Seth. Yeah, He's so sweet. We met Seth and Meredith um, at a at an award ceremony here, and we just fell in love with Seth right away. And we we didn't want to like hone in and like you know fan gaze at him and stuff. So we walked away, and Seth ended up being like bears. Bears, where are you? I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds it sounds on brand. Yeah, yeah, he was like it was he's very easy to get along with. Absolutely. Really cool guy. He really, really is. Very he easy. Is. So uh you're also a DJ. You've DJed around the world, yeah? Yeah, once once upon a time. Pre pre-kids. Pre-kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> sort of post-kid, post-first kid at least. Okay. Um yeah, I you know, I these things just you need to have a passion. And, you know, for me, it's funny because people are like, oh, you're trying to be a DJ. I'm like, no, I just like doing it. And, you know, I'm not going to be a professional DJ. I don't want that lifestyle, but it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. Even if it's in my bedroom by myself with headphones on, you know, smoke <laughs> a joint, just play music for an hour. It's great. Very therapeutic. Abe, I think we would get along so well. Very well. Very, very I think we are getting along very well. You have a, do you have a stage name? Like a deep uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I had many. I was uh, Geppetto at one point, you know, oh. the puppet master controlling the yeah. dance crowd. Um, but now I go by the Esquire for because I'm a lawyer. So that's that's my <laughs> name right now. You've no. upgraded. <laughs> yeah. My Aaron makes fun of me all the time for my different DJ names. It's like one of those <laughs> things. Over the, I've had so many over the course of our marriage. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Some we probably can't say on the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, so you also love fantasy adventure books. Oh, yeah. I just saw on your Instagram, you posted a book recently. Uh, do you have um, some favorite books, some favorite authors? Yeah, so I, I mean, I've i read so many of these. I got into it in high school, uh, Wheel of Time. If anybody who is listening to this is trying to get to the genre, it is the best. Robert Jordan wrote it and Sky Brandon Sanderson finished it. It's 14 books. 800 to 1,000 pages of book. Uh, and I read I read it twice over the years. And uh, I don't know. I like books with like sophisticated systems of magic that are believable. And you're like, oh, yeah, I could see how that would work in the real world. Um, and there's also, you know, political and military intrigue, some romance, um, and just really good world building and character building. I think that's why I like jam music also, which is, I like when stories unfold properly as opposed to just really quick sound bites. I like something that's a little bit more epic and you know you become more related. You invest more in the characters and the storylines. Oh, I love that. So I guess that doesn't include Harry Potter. That's not very realistic magic. <laughs> uh, 
No, my kids think it is. They have the wand and everything. So. <laughs> we just got back from Universal Studios, so we've been in a very Harry Potter frame of mind lately. Yeah, we, we uh, just got put into our Hogwarts houses while we're there. <laughs> my son's begging me to go. Is it good? Oh, it's oh, amazing. It's so much it's fun. The most exciting. Really? Yeah, it's a really exciting experience. Nice. Like, I, I, I told him if he finishes all the books, he's going to be nine, so he's just getting into reading like these books. So I said, if you finish all the books, I'll take you. So let's get to here. Yeah, I recommend that. Uh, speaking of your family, do you yourself come from a large family? I do. So I have five siblings. Um, wow. Yeah. So I, I'm 40. I've got an older half brother who's my brother, but just for logistical purposes, He's 12 years older, my dad's first marriage. And I've got four younger siblings. I've got two younger brothers and two younger sisters. So between myself and my youngest sister, there's six years. So my mom had five kids in six years, which is my kind gosh, of amazing. My gosh, she's tired. <laughs> yeah. And while, all the while managing your dad's business, yeah? Uh, my my uh, mom, you mean? Yeah, that your mom, that your dad was a radiologist and that your mom kind of managed the business. Yes. So my mom actually, did, she was a stay-at-home mom. She, she started managing my dad's business when I went to college. So gotcha. for for my years growing up, she you know she took care of us, um, right. which is why I have so much respect for stay-at-home moms, by the way. Right. I think uh, it's such an underappreciated job and role, and uh, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I, I love when I see that. Yeah. If so that's what people want. Yeah, my mm-hmm. uh, my mom was a stay at home mom. Luckily for for me too. Now, so you're, uh, later in life, your mom and dad worked together. Now I know you are Aaron's lawyer. Do you work together professionally other ways? Um, so we had the handbag line, as you know, which presented its own set of challenges and stresses as a couple. Uh, and we are actually working together again. We're launching a mezcal brand. Uh, actually, like in a month, it's coming out. We'll be at BravoCon. Are you guys going to be at BravoCon? Badly, no. Not we're going to ask year. you about. No. <laughs> um, so happen. we're we're going to have a booth at BravoCon, but uh, we have a mezcal brand. We brought in our third partner though this time for Good. for reasons, uh, you know, skill set, but also we're like it can't just be the two of us because we kill each other. Right. So <laughs> uh, one of our mutual, very close friends, Chris, is our third partner. So who's been oh. great to be oh. kind of the the center mediator, so to speak, with yeah. uh, communications. When- when will we be able to buy this mezcal? Uh, November. It'll November. be on our website for November, and then we're going to start distributing on the East Coast and then expand uh, throughout the country. But you can buy it online. If, uh, I don't know how it works in Utah. I have to see if Burton County distributes there, but I'll send you guys a case. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Utah, Utah likes to be crazy about their alcohol. Yeah, um, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you and Aaron meet? We met, we were introduced actually, my cousin. So we're both from the city. Uh, you guys might know this or might not, but we're both from the city, from the Upper West Side. She's four years younger than, I think four years. Yeah, four years younger than me. She's grew up with my cousin, my first cousin, and my cousin's husband and Aaron were best friends growing up. So ironically, it's third, what's today, the second? Yes. So tomorrow's the third, which... She probably doesn't remember the date, but somehow I do. October 3rd, 13 years ago, we were introduced. So oh, coming up on the bar mitzvah anniversary of, uh, of our meeting. But oh. my cousin called me up. She, she's like, you have to go meet this girl. She's beautiful, like really sweet. And we met at a bar with the, she was surrounded by like 10 guys. They're her friends who now I'm very close with. 
you know, I, I slowly, I was single, like, like in really good shape, crushing, crushing the single game. I was not looking for a relationship. And, uh, you know, the second we made eye contact, I like, that was it. I told my parents the next day I met the girl I'm going to marry. Oh. And, uh, we moved quickly, so here I we are. Two years later, yeah. you guys seem to have a really good relationship and back and forth with each other um, on the show. So it's nice to hear that you guys really love each other off the show too. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's funny because I know that there's, you know, I read, I read the comments, uh, especially you know last night's, which I'm happy to talk about uh, the whole comments and dinner if you guys want. Uh, yeah. Fair game to me, um, but it's funny reading the comments and how. Dis, how disconnected from the reality it is because Aaron and I have a very healthy marriage. Um, and I think when people hear certain comments or certain things, not realizing like that's just part of a healthy marriage where you could be secure enough to be able to make those offhanded, even if they're crass, yeah. you know, comments. I, th I think when you're in an unhealthy marriage, that's when it becomes like, I can't say that kind of thing. I can't joke right. around about that because the other one's going to get so sensitive. Uh, not that Aaron loved what I said. <laughs> but, well, I mean, uh, you know, she gets my humor. Ultimately, I think she agreed with you, though. <laughs> I mean, I think we were all. Yeah. With you. Yeah. <laughs> I think we were all. Okay, like, good. I... Yeah. No, listen, a year and a half. Bye bye. It was a it was a real answer. It wasn't a, yeah. a husband answer like, oh, I'm on TV. I have to say this. Um, people really like it when their reality stars are open forthright with all their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, what I'm gathering, and I also, I don't know, I also just don't like to bullshit around. So I'm just gonna, I, my dad was the same way, just kind of a no filter. Um, even though I'm a lawyer, but when it comes to myself, I have no filter. But yeah, I mean, look, and the thing with the year and a half comment is like I'm saying, I'm gonna cheat on my wife. It's saying, huh. you know, there's obviously a deeper issue if we as a married couple and i don't speak for anybody else and this is no shade to you know Pavit and jessel because i think they're great and they actually have a very cute and i think very loving marriage but for us you know that would mean that there was a bigger issue going on but, you know god forbid my wife was sick like obviously that's not what i'm talking about it's like yeah. if she just you know weren't that into each other anymore okay let's figure out what we're gonna do right for sure it's dangerous business reading comments on it social is. media. It People is. on social media are <laughs> insane and mean. <laughs> oh my God. I do it for a living for my clients. So I'm used yeah. to it. And so, I mean, you know, I don't get really affected by them. I, I kind of, uh, as an objective observer, I mean, not that I don't care, but I, I don't really care. It's just more yeah. just curious what people are saying. Right. And so, but yeah, people are fucking mean. They're yeah. mean. And they're just like, it's crazy. And they're doing it with everybody. And I'm like, I just picture these people in their basements, like, uh, like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And they're, they're like, I got him. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you got me. I'm not on a, like so. a level that most people are on, but I do have a big social media following and I do it for my career as well. And we just posted a video of us getting scared at Universal Studios at the Raptor ride. And there are so many fragile, masculine egos out there saying, oh, you guys are just girls. I wouldn't get scared at something like that. I'm just like, it's just somebody having fun, you guys. It's like, That's calm down. But people just cannot handle anybody having any kind of joy in life. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, I, I, it's actually really well said. You know, they see people happy. 
hey, hey, look, not that we're all happy all the time because yeah. nobody's happy all the time, obviously, but they see that joy and it, it offends them somehow. Yeah. And I'm just like, just chill out. You know, yeah. you can have comments on like total fair when people have comments on how somebody acted, you know, we're talking about reality TV, how somebody acted towards one another. Go for it. That's the whole point. But then like to cross the line and make these nasty comments about the girls or, you know, I've seen them about me, which I don't care, but you know, about the girls. And I'm like, that's not cool. Like yeah. you don't know them. It's it just who, sad. What gives you the right to be an asshole? Yeah. It's so yeah. sad. <laughs> and these accounts are private too, especially on Instagram. Like they keep their accounts private. You're going to make a comment, like a nasty comment, make your account on private and show your life. Or they have like two pictures and they're scenic pictures. And it's like, okay, you're just a troll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, now kind of off the subject, but speaking of at your, let's talk about your vows and your ceremony. First of all, yeah, I know you don't like uh, song lyrics in these speeches. <laughs> love, that's not my thing. That's not my thing. But um, so for your first wedding, there were actual vows. Yes. Just not vows that you wrote or there were no vows at all. Good, so yes, good point of clarification. There were, like you say, and it was in Hebrew, um, so it was like the ceremonial vows, but right. they weren't meaningful vows as far as like our personal uh-huh. vows that we that we wrote and spoke. So yeah, that's how. Somehow I... there's a lot of confusion around this, but that's what we meant. Okay. So apparently we we had the loophole because of the vow renewal thing. So uh, I think we got the loophole for to avoid the curse. I, I think so too. I think so too. We'll see. Did you actually hear the ladies in the back of the room talking? Uh, I did. <laughs> okay. I, did. I, I I know that there was some, you know, it's it's always hard to see what's edited and whatnot, but I could hear them and um, whatever. No, no comment. Fair enough. I don't, I don't get involved in their stuff. That room echoed. So <laughs> it did echo, to be fair. The room did echo. Um, but it was beautiful. That was a really beautiful space and it was decorated. I mean, that was that was a beautiful ceremony and a beautiful space. Thank you. Now, so you didn't watch Housewives before. Have you watched any of the other ones now that you're part of the universe? I am ashamed to say no. I don't think I've seen <laughs> I don't think I've seen I think I watched like the first 10 minutes of the last Jersey season. Oh. But um I don't, know, I don't have time for I, I just have like so many other things going on that for me when i do watch tv i like to watch my nerdy shows oh, what which shows where to begin uh yeah the witcher just came out uh with you guys like that one i do like, i love the witcher yeah, love the witcher henry cavill might be on my list oh, oh, someone like that yeah he, um i think he's on everyone's list yeah <laughs> probably which ironically he is a gamer so I used to play World of Warcraft and like those types of games for years. And I, I still miss it. But apparently he plays World of Warcraft. And I was like, oh, that guy's the man. Um, did you, uh, are you watching Castlevania on Netflix? No, is that good? Should I watch it? Uh, the first four seasons um, are already out. And it's the storyline that I like the most about it. And it is pretty realistic kind of magic stuff and bestiaries. And it comes from real... Um, factual places um but the new season just came out uh just like a couple days ago but i would highly suggest watching that if you're into that. okay yeah no that's i was like recommendations i like to watch also like a lot of foreign shows mm-hmm. um like i watch a bunch of turkish shows the gift is a great one um kind of supernatural 
uh, I, Spanish. I mean, I've seen so many different languages. I love watching it in the native language with English subtitles because I feel like you lose the the emote of the language in the acting, and it just looks weird when you have the English overdub. Right. And so the the way you know that uh, an Asian language might say something their affect and their emote is is completely different than how we understand it in English. And right. it doesn't translate. So I always find it interesting and more immersive to do that. Well, I'm going to have to be open mind of that. Yeah. Um, what was the conversation like when Erin was like being considered for the show? How did she bring it to you? And what, how did that conversation go? I think I'm trying to remember. I remember it. So she was introduced through Lizzie, who obviously is not on the show now, but um, I remember... She was, we were in the car and Lizzie was saying she's moving back to the city and, you know, Aaron's in real estate. So she's asking Aaron for help finding an apartment and then was mentioning that they're doing casting um, and said, you know, recommended Aaron. And so I just remember it all happened pretty, pretty quickly. And I, don't know, I was on board with it. I was like, this is cool. This could be a cool opportunity. Um, you, you know, you want to do it. I'm down. And so, I don't know, it was like a very, just see, like, just happened type of thing. Yeah. It wasn't like a deep conversation other than, are we, are we cool with this or not? And then, right. you know, what what do we not want to show as far as like the kids being on it and, and that kind of stuff, and just to make sure we're on the same page. But we're both on the same page as far as let's just be ourselves and, you know, people like us cool, if not, whatever. Yeah, I think it's smart. Do you and Aaron watch episodes together? uh yeah we've, i mean not every i know last night she abandoned me on my my dinner scene episode to watch with Bryn and jessel yeah. which is totally fine um <laughs> <laughs> no but we we watch episodes together um not all of them but we've seen probably most of them together at this point oh that's fun um, it's trippy it's trippy to watch it's like it's, it's such a surreal experience um because that's how either of us have ever done before so yeah, it's weird to see you on TV and the commercial breaks and all this stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So, have you met any of the other house husbands other than Seth? Uh, from the other franchises, right? Not in person. I spoke to Joe Gorga when we first. I think it was before filming or during filming. Uh, it was during, and uh, one of the producers from the show connected me with him. I was just curious to get his advice. Like he's yeah. kind of a veteran. And he was very gracious. Uh, I have to say he was really sweet and gave me some practical advice mm -hmm. and took the time to call me and, and spend time with me on the phone. And I haven't, I haven't talked to him since. We're at one point going to do dinner with the four of us, but then I don't know. It just didn't yeah. happen, but really sweet guy um, and thoughtful. Uh, do you and David and Pavic get together ever? Uh, yeah, we got together recently, actually, two or three weeks ago. We had dinner with Brandon, actually, from uh, Jenna's friend, the architect. From yeah, you yeah. guys have probably seen it. Brandon's okay. cool as shit. We um, we met at the launch party and just like hit it off immediately. Oh, so the four awesome. of us went out, had dinner recently, and yeah, we chit chat. I mean, the girls really do their thing, and it's funny, it's guys, it's you know, we're like, you know, we're there, but. No, we're not, it's the housewives, it's just like yeah. the husbands. And so we try to make it a point to see each other every once in a while and just shoot the shit. Fun. Uh, would you guys, would you and the house husbands ever go on like an ultimate guys trip? You know, how the housewives have the ultimate girls trip. Would you ever go on like 
filmed guys trip. I, yeah, okay. I'll, they I pay, if they paid, if they paid us though, they, yeah, that's a payment. Yeah. It also depends where. If it was somewhere cool, no question. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Actually, that would be interesting. I think so. I think so, especially with the Jersey guys right down the road from you. That would be a lot of fun. Now, it's just with the New York guys, it's like no, neither none of us are like dramatic. So I don't know how entertaining it would be. Um, but I, I mean, you know, we just like to watch the guys have fun. Yeah, that's basically because like, that's all they that, do. that we could do. Yeah, yeah, that we can do. <laughs> Guys have like conflict issues and it's just like solved within one little conversation. So house husbands don't make the best TV for reality TV, but no. like how close they get, especially the Jersey guys. They're really close. Yeah, they seem it. Uh, what if you got a call for dancing with the stars like Mauricio from Beverly Hills? Would you, are you a dance? Can you dance? Uh, I'm Cuban, so I'd like to think oh, I can do something. Yeah, there you okay. go. <laughs> okay. well, maybe I, I'm fun. okay. I would love to do something like that, though, at some point. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, be on the TV, I don't know, but like a dance competition, I think I could get into that. I would totally tune in. I would totally tune in. <laughs> um, any final questions from you before we let Abe the Babe go? Um, no, I think I, I asked all my questions. Um, well, um, sure. I actually have two questions. Has Aaron ever really been embarrassed has she just lived such a beautiful life that she has no embarrassing moments to talk about? <laughs> um, it's so funny. I gave her such shit for that. She she gave her, she was very self-deprecating. She's like, oh, that was so stupid. I can't I said that. <laughs> yes, clearly she's had embarrassing stories. That the that episode and that scene was probably the most embarrassing story now, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she's it's so funny no she's definitely had embarrassing things um and i'm sure it'll come out we'll talk about them because right. she's like oh that's stupid but yes she has um i do have a question um i wanted to know because aaron has i think four or five siblings where does she lie in that age group is she the oldest youngest middle child where do you where do you got i'll tell you obviously but okay. where do you got what do you what do you think i have four older sisters and i'm the only boy and the youngest and so aaron kind of reminds me a lot of my oldest sister so i feel like she was the oldest sister but she could be the middle she is the oldest the, i knew it uh, oh my god yeah, yeah so, so she reminds me so much of my oldest sister yeah, she's it's her. I, I love her family. I mean, all her brothers and sister and their significant others are wonderful. Um, but she's got four younger siblings. They are technically her half siblings, but they're siblings. Uh, she basically she practically raised them. Like, I don't think this is talked about in the show. Um, I'm sure at some point she'll talk about it. But I mean, she practically raised them because her dad got divorced from the from their mom, and so she from a young age was very instrumental in in being that figure for them that that's oh, the same we with need my to know that yeah. we need to know that for the show i think that would have been yeah that's nice the, that's the same with my sister my sister was 16 years older than me so she was already ready to leave the house when i was born so she had to take care <laughs> of a lot of things but um yeah i just yeah. always thought about that and i and i was right i am always right you are always right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow if only these conversations if i could hear that from aaron all the time you are always <laughs> right that would be that'd be wonderful <laughs> well Aaron, this has been so much fun i hope that we get to see you in person sometime maybe we'll make bravo con next year yeah. um and hopefully have you back on the podcast 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I, like I said, it's my first one, so uh, not too painful. Not not painful no, at all. It's actually and, pretty, uh, pretty fun, so appreciate good, it. Good, good. And we're, we're, we're planning a short-term goal of a trip to New York City, so we'll, we'll hit you up. Yeah, you hit me up because that'd be fun to see you guys, and we'll go out with Aaron and uh, maybe some of the girls will, will tell us. They, 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 you guys have fans among the, uh, oh, oh, the housewives. Cool. It makes me so oh, happy. I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of them. I yes. love them all. They're all just such good characters and good humans and just good people. Like right out of the gate, you could just identify with each one in a certain way. And I, I really like that about this. Totally. And we like to talk about it because we love it. Like we don't, we love the housewives. We don't have anything, even like the worst housewife. We're so thankful for what great TV they're bringing us, you know? Yeah. We, we pick and that's what I like about your podcast is that, uh, you know, some of these other podcasts are just like, just grossly mean type of podcasts. And like, I get it. You're trying to get clicks, whatever, but uh, you guys are, have been very fair even if it's you know something that's like you know negative but not really it's just being fair in, in your kind of analysis of it so that's why i appreciated what you guys do that's what we like to hear well thank you so much for listening to us and stuff and thanks to bryn for introducing yeah. you to us as well <laughs> and uh, yeah. i'm gonna tell her after this she'll get a kick out of this and, uh, and tell ahead. your wife to follow us on instagram <laughs> she doesn't follow you yet no we got we got brand i'm gonna have words with her. we got you we don't she'll have... follow i'll make sure she follows you after this i'm, <laughs> I'm disappointed aaron very disappointed <laughs> well we're still huge fans of hers and of yours thanks so much abe this was a great time thank you guys i'll see you guys soon All right, bye. bye okay love you bye